You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Greetings, movie fans. Welcome to The Big Review oh, no. Ski with Omniplex Cinemas <laughs> oh, no. and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty and I'm oh, slightly no. terrified oh. this week because just before the show started, there were three flashes of lightning outside and out of those three flashes of lightning, three people turned up absolutely starkers, completely naked, possibly here to bring about the destruction of the human race. It's Justine Stafford, Rory Cashin and Palmer. Okay. Didn't know where that one was going. I, Didn't know where that was going to go. I mean, why did you stay not, staring at us? Like a <laughs> For a good yeah. 25 minutes. Like, do you not think we were uncomfortable there anyway without you <laughs> You didn't look there. uncomfortable. You looked fine. It's I'm, cold out there. Like, bits <laughs> are... Yeah, listen, your excuses raining. are your own it's excuses. Yeah. I just think it's funny that we arrive every week naked and you decided this week to point it out. Yeah. And you didn't offer me your boots, your clothes, or your motorcycle. Rude. Not this time around. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, it is, of course, a Terminator special this week. We have the big man on the show, Thanks. Paul Mert. Stop it over it. <laughs> the TP. It is, of course. Good. Not like the T1800. The TP just sounds really bad. Like, the yeah, TP? Like toilet paper. Yeah, TP. Um, Terminator Paul. Yeah, yeah. Terminator Paul. Terminator Paul. Um, it is, of course, the Governator, the Arnie, the Schwarzenegger, Nader. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, basically, is on the show, along with Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Um, who else? Gabrielle Luna. And Mackenzie Davis, who are two newcomers to the Terminator franchise, because we're, we're like on film number 11 now? 20 Technically six. 23. Technically six, okay. Um, if you go into the future, where Skynet have taken over, there are way more Terminator films there. So yeah. that's what I was thinking. It's a lot of biographies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, there were some really touching moments the there. The T-800, yeah. we hardly knew you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we are going to have interviews with the cast of Terminator Dark Fate uh, coming up later on the show. We have the final uh, few pairs of our tickets to Stephen King's Doctor Sleep to give away as well. We're also going to have a review of the brand new Terminator film as well. And uh, But up first, it's time for the big question on the big review ski. It's great that everyone has decided to put some clothes on. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> for now. For now. It could get nude. For now. <laughs> Stay tuned. Will everybody get naked? I don't know. Probably not for legal reasons. You didn't think uh, you were going to say that. a good forward sell, though, to make yeah. sure people stay yeah, watching. Exactly. You didn't think you were going to say that when you got up this morning, did you? You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Justine. Yes, so... <laughs> um, I know we're all Terminator mode, but I decided to take a little step back from that and uh-huh. look ahead to the release of Frozen 2 next month. And with the release of Frozen 2... First thing that comes to mind, you think of Frozen 2, is Frozen. And then the first thing that comes to mind is Let It Go, Mm -hmm. that tune. Okay, so my question this week is, what is your favourite original score from a Disney film? So, um, I remember you saying before, you were absolutely obsessed with Frozen whenever Mm -hmm. it came out. You know every word to every single Frozen song as well. Listen to it non-stop. So you're obviously super duper excited about the release of the sequel. I am. I am, and I mean, I really like the film, but if anything, I like the soundtrack more. What are you laughing yeah, the, at over there? No, I, no, I, no, I'm, I'm in agreement, yep, I'm excited too. Well, like, you, I Let It Go is the only, is the only uh, song I've heard given a proper, like, Poppers O'Clock rave remix. Oh, I've been, the New Year's Countdown, they had Ooh. a rave remix, dubstep version yeah. of Let It Go, and... People are up yeah, and Yeah, everyone mind, was like, shifting, because... It was, that's what Countdown was there. Like, that yeah. was the true message of Frozen. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, so we are excited about Frozen 2. That's all good. Yeah. And then, so, favourite Disney movie score? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, we, we've discussed our favourite Disney movies before. Mm. Um, we've discussed favourite songs from different, uh, actually, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had our favourite spontaneous moments of music in different mm. films and stuff yeah. as well. This this one's particularly difficult. What because it, of all the copyright issues? Yeah, it's really hard. So <laughs> what we're going to do is we're literally going to play about a second of everybody's choice. Yes. And then that's it. And then we just have to do our own karaoke renditions mm-hmm. of them. So Justine, take it away. Ooh, uh, I went with the original, not the live action, get out of town with that, Ooh. the original Lion King. Brilliant. Which okay. Elton John said now, this week, wasn't a fan. 
music of the remake music. Oh, he wasn't a fan. Yeah. Sure, of course he's going to say that. Yeah, right. more royalties for no, him. I, yeah. I agree with him because um, even I was on my Spotify and playing this and then the new live actor was like, oh, get that away. I didn't. No, 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 I don't no, care no. for it, no. So the, the song has to be Akuna Matata because it just, you know, things are going bad. You just remind yourself, Akuna Matata, it means no worries. It literally you know, does. That's what it means. So, um, because this question is like, it's the music of the movie, like from start mm-hmm. to finish and everything so. as well, but this is your favourite track off yeah, it as well. Yeah, but I mean, it starts with the circle of life, mm-hmm. Elton himself. You can't, you can't. And I mean, that scene is so iconic, lifting up. They lift up Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful moment. I can't get that image <laughs> Someone give now. me a hand there, lads. <laughs> just a little Elton John. That's going to be all just, night. The live action version yeah. of that was yeah. just... Yeah. Yeah. No wonder he didn't like it. Completely against as well. He dropped them. But that was Taron Edgerton that they dropped. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, but no, it's just every time I hear any little bit of the soundtrack, it just makes me feel very, very warm and reminds me of my childhood and simpler times. And that that song is just so... Yeah, it, it makes me very happy. If I'm having a down day, I will leave work and I'll just start banging that. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to leave here <laughs> right now. What did we do? Yeah. <laughs> but, but just think, please come back. And there's like a key change in the middle of the song. Oh, I lose it completely. Whenever they're walking across uh, the... Uh, that's yeah. actually the, the clip I picked uh, to show. And then they're going, Hakuna, Matana, Hakuna. It means... Oh, and then his voice breaks because he's gone through puberty and he's the big... big he's Matthew now, Broderick yeah. now as well. Even though it's not Matthew Broderick singing. <laughs> But he's gone from the wee boy from Home Improvement to Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Bradford. and it is beautiful. Okay, this is Hakuna Matata from The Lion King. The good it, one. It means no worries. A single second of it. No worries. Oh, you ready? <laughs> it means no worries. Probably my favourite second of the entire movie. Great there. second. Yeah. Strong yeah. second. Unbelievable. You got a real feel for the movie 60. there. No, if you did manage... <laughs> you were going to say 60 seconds, weren't I you? I was. As 60 seconds go, that would be my favourite if I had to pick one second of those 60. There, saved. Oh, completely saved. <laughs> um, if you did happen to listen to more than just one second there, then uh, you're welcome. Congratulations. We haven't been shut down uh, by anybody's lawyers just yet. Um, but yeah, no, phenomenal choice, definitely. Uh-huh. And uh, Paul, it's over to you now. And just for a reminder, if you remember, like last week's show, there was a lot of controversy because three out of the four <laughs> of us chose the exact same movie for our favourite zombie death slash kill. Um, myself, Justine, Paul, all went for Shaun of the Sheep, dead. Shaun of the Dead, that's the one. Um, <laughs> Rory went for 28 weeks later. Um, so, are we about to have more controversy this week? Um, not for me, okay. yes. Okay. It could be, okay. not saying we have two more answers to go after yeah. me. You know, I never used to be this nervous oh, in the show. Yeah. It's really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited. My nervous on a Disney question, where would you get it? <laughs> I went for Aladdin. Ah, oh, great show. And because it was one of the first times, obviously you grow up with Disney and you realise the songs, you know the, you know the words and, and, and the, the melodies and stuff, but it was the first time I realised, you know what, those songs are actually telling the plot. You're actually learning the character to them because I think Aladdin was 95, 94, 91. Maybe? Wow. Yeah. Christ, I was really young. Yeah. Um, so it's Robin Williams and the genie, the first time uh, you never have a friend like me, just for, not only is it a really catchy number, but like he, Throws, he almost throws to himself with multiple characters. It's it's like, have you ever seen him record in the boot? Yeah. He's so energetic and he's so into the role. And he obviously, when you get older, you realise how much a comedic talent Robin Williams was. But um, as a kid, this is the first introduction. And I kind of went for Aladdin as well because my niece, who's seven, absolutely loves Will Smith now. And she's like, she can't stop singing the song, the, like Will Smith's version. I was like, well, that's really funny. And that's the reason why you make remake these films as simple as you can be. But like, she's gonna grow up thinking Will Smith and reciting these lines. I was like, eh, I'll bring you back around to Robin Williams when you're older and you realise who's better. But um, no, I love the uh, really, really good uh, score as well. You've got like a whole a whole new world and one one jump ahead, one step ahead, or one jump ahead. One step, one step ahead of the front line. Yeah, so there's so many. Uh, oh, sorry. A whole new world. Yeah. And, uh, and Prince, Prince Ali, fabulous as he Ali. So great score throughout Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get sued. <laughs> we'll get no, no. It's, all, it's all, they're just wee snippets. They're all fine. If I you know the law rules of this. <laughs> if the lights here shut down and we go black, you'll know yeah, what he's Yeah, yeah exactly. Black. But for the time being, I'm going to go with Aladdin. Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Once again, yet another super second that you've chosen there, Paul. Thanks very Character, much for that there. Depth, <laughs> yeah. Plus. I'm really. Plus so many memories came rushing back. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, as you said, what was brilliant about that movie 
and Robin Williams doing the performances uh, or performances of all the songs for the genie. Just that they worked around him in terms of all of his ad libbing and improvisation mm. and everything as well. So when he did throw to himself while it was in the song, and then they just uh, yeah just work all the animation off like mm. the different characters that he came up with and stuff as well. He does have that childlike energy. You would be yeah. he's just infectious, you know, like yeah. it's perfect for the role. Yeah, no, Aladdin, super, uh, absolutely love uh, that movie. Quality choice, Roy Cashin. What did you go for? See, now I could have picked either. Either Lion King or, or Aladdin. Yeah. But did you? No, no, I didn't. I, didn't. I went I went old school to to beat Justine to the joke. I seen this as a child when I came into the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Are we back in Dumbo in nineteen forty one? Close enough, I think. I actually right, don't okay. remember the exact year it came out, but it was So you're what, old now, your memory's 54? going. Yeah, it's beginning to start. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's I'd be all laid at the end of Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's 101 Dalmatians. What? And it's the Cruella de Vil song. <gasps> Great because job. it is, it's such a fantastic, like he's a songwriter, I think, in, in the movie. That's right, yeah. Uh, and he ends up writing this song about like Cruella de Vil and it's super catchy, but it gets across the, the evil that, that she is. And it gets across like their kind of playful relationship, the husband and wife. But my favorite bit of it is, she she tells me like go upstairs and be quiet because Cruella's coming in. So he's upstairs and he starts like banging on the floor as he's still continuing to play the, the piano. Uh, I'm like I can relate to that guy. <laughs> Just <laughs> like she's like Shh, she's coming in and I'm like okay I'll be quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's it's such a great um, villain song, I think. Uh, and yeah, it was, it's old school. Just and look how, yeah. This gives me <laughs> feels, this, yeah. seeing that footage of like an, animation there. The I'm animation like, looks oh unbelievable. It's gorgeous. It's like real, that's so, really yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so classic. Yeah, but I was in the middle of a sentence there and I just stopped completely what I was thinking. I was like, oh, no. Because you were overtaken yeah. by the gonna, emotion. I was going to watch the film. <laughs> um, trust you to go for a villain song as well. Mm. Mm. Sexy villain song. <laughs> sexy villain. Cruella de Vils. She's kind of sexy. Rory is always on brand, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing if not sexy you know all the time. This is like with Idris Elba's coat. Wasn't the whole thing that he kind of had a Cruella de Vil coat when you picked that That's song? Right, of course. Oh my. Yeah. There's a bit of a thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> mm, gonna, okay, while we, while we delve deep into this. Roy's uh, psychological state of mind. I don't want to go there. No, no, no. No. Nobody wants to go here's, there. Here's one second of uh, the Cruella de Vil song from 101 Dalmatians. It's her. What do you think of Dalmatians? I'm a big fan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. They're, they're so nice to look at. Yeah. Aren't they like not friendly? What? I heard they weren't friendly. I suppose, like, you're bound to find one or two friendly ones out of 101, like... Chances, well... Yes, statistics are there. Mm. They sure are. And they make a good coat. <laughs> Numbers expert. Of course. That's Always my thing, the yeah, absolutely. Do you know you about statistics? You don't see a lot of them. No, I not too many. One, you don't, don't, but then when you do, it's like seeing a, you know... No, a unicorn. Did you hear this? No. I never spotted one. Oh. Ah, that's good. Right. I like it. Nah, okay. come on, Mark. That that's good. Your card's upside down. I'm gonna lose this in about <laughs> five seconds. I guarantee. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I think I can tell what your answer is gonna be. Oh, really? Uh, Beale yeah. Street. Oh, okay. Well, hold on a wee second. So we've Beale had Beale Street. Yeah, <laughs> Beale Street. Oh yeah, the music. Yeah, the music. Is that Disney? Sad, yeah. Disney yeah. animation <laughs> film? Yeah, Beale Street. Um, oh no, I'm just gonna cry again. Uh, so we've had The Lion King, mm-hmm. Aladdin. And 101 Dalmatians. Sexy. Super sexy choices. Dalmatians. Now, please, no, come on. That's not what I said. <laughs> Stop that, carry on. That makes it um, sound like I think the dogs are sexy. <laughs> what, are, what are you, what are you, <laughs> don't know, for everybody who didn't hear that, Alan, our sound man, is laughing a lot at the sexy, at the sexy Dalmatian joke. It is, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, what were you going to say then? You've definitely picked one. I can tell from your, I can tell from your, your, <laughs> You were our uh, we book. just need to spend less time with each other. Open book is that one of the songs from Frozen as well? Anyway, love an open <laughs> door. Love is an open, open door. It can be yeah. if you want it to be. Book. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Could be in Frozen uh, too. Yeah, I, who knows? Okay, so uh, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. Well, I know it wasn't uh, my one. I feel it's it not was, 101 it's definitely one hundred and one Dalmatians. It was Aladdin, is my guess. Mm. So yeah. I chose Pearly. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin for 
like my favorite Disney movie uh-huh. uh, before, whenever mm-hmm. we've had that previously. But for my soundtrack, I went. <laughs> yeah. What you don't what you don't, don't realize do. was you made that noise that where and as you did, there was a flock of pigeons on the screen behind you, and they flew <laughs> yeah, away. The away. And at the exact moment, yeah, unbelievable timing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, amazing. 100% made. That's uh, how you go viral, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, no, I went for The Lion King because, again, as much as Aladdin has absolutely uh, magical tunes, there's something about uh, The Lion King from the very, very start. Mm-hmm. And, again, if we get a chance to listen to it, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out Are soon We're going to play the whole second the clip whole, whole, I don't think we have to play thing. anything. I think you can't top that. That, um, that timing, you can't beat it. <laughs> it's I can't wait to watch that back. But, but it starts <laughs> off with, uh, it's just, it's the kind of the silence of the savannah. You just hear some of the animals. Mm. Then it kicks in. And uh, just the circle of life just builds and builds up until that moment they left Elton John again. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the other tunes that appear throughout. But even just... Because uh, I know we are talking about the score as well, just uh, the kind of the incidental music that just appears throughout it as well. But it's, I suppose, the power of the music is whenever it's translated into like the rest of your life, like you're saying about mm. whenever you were growing up as a child, Paul, and Aladdin was there, or Rory, you grew up as a child in the 40s. Yeah. That it was there as well with <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> you look great. Like, God, like, that is, is that a chord ratio from then as well? Like, do you know what I mean? Were they not? No, were they not? Were <laughs> <laughs> Rise oh, above it, Rory. Rory, when they go low, you go high. Yep, and that was low. But what I was going to say is, no matter what context you hear something like Hakuna Matata or the opening of Circle of Life or anything like that, then it's still just, whatever you're doing, you just stop and it just hits you. Um, so remember, like, I was fortunate enough to see Lion King on Broadway. He is, he is absolutely ready to murder me. Ready to murder me. You can't. We're talking about Disney movies. You can't murder somebody during a Disney section. He just said he picked a villain song. Like, well, that he loves it. Also, yeah. the Lion King is based around someone being murdered. <gasps> what? That he knows. No, my copy of the VHS, that bit just disappears. <laughs> um, I have to go home now and Photoshop Elton John into oh, like, please that's what do. I have to do. Baby Elton John. Baby Elton John. <laughs> with his little toddler legs. Um, but yeah, so uh, fortunate enough to see it on Broadway, and again when the music kicks in live, or even there's like there was a viral video of the cast singing it on one of the on the subway in New York as well and stuff. It's just every version of it. You're just like, yeah. oh, this is phenomenal. So uh, and yeah, you said just really, uh, you just go back to that like warm, fuzzy, happy place um, mm. whenever it happens. So let's see if um, we're able to have a wee listen here now. <laughs> what a tune. Uh, for the record, I actually really like Roy Carson's shirt today. I do. I do. It was a solid uh, thousand milliseconds of. <laughs> that's what a millisecond is, isn't it? A thousandth of a second. No? Math expert. Yeah. All I know is while we we're talking, that the lads just beat the hell out of each other while that was playing. It's a strong they sorted second. it out. Just yeah. Got a lot of the Lion King. It was beautiful. In yeah. sync. Yeah. Oh, poetic. Yeah. I was Mufasa. <laughs> Roy's the villain. He's Scar. He went for it. Um, but uh, no, I, I do. I do actually like the shirt, mm-hmm. just for what it's worth. Because okay. I know your mum at Mrs. Cash, and uh, you picked out a lovely shirt for Roy to wear. <laughs> Double down. Oh my! <laughs> nice time for the big oh. trader on the bigger whiskey. Oh, do you like get in touch as well uh, at bigger whiskey on mom? Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Cash, and please do get in touch. Um, but yeah, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Leave reviews, all that crack as well. But do let us know your favourite Disney movie score as well. And uh, we'll put them in a really safe place. Um, now it's time for the big trailer on the big review ski. And for this week's big trailer, it's over to Paul Moore. Right. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> if you, I don't know how like ideas for films are pitched. I presume studio executives go in and say, okay, we need a tempo, we need this, we need this and this. But for... Jungle, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, much, yeah. That's, that's the process. For Jungle Cruise, uh-huh. it's, they've got the two most, I would say, either charismatic and likable people in Hollywood. They're up there. Yeah, definitely. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm. star Eddie. of cinematic classics like Rampage. Yes. And My Heart. Winner of 74 <laughs> Oscars. Justine, Mr. Stafford. Mr. Stafford. 2019. AKA, I think he is the most bankable actor in Hollywood right now or yeah, one of the, it makes the most money you did say like, bankable bankable yeah okay. he, makes, he makes banks <laughs> 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 you can't talk about Justine's husband like that <laughs> you hear what you want to hear yeah 
right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Going to make that bank. Emily Blunt. Who does not... If anyone doesn't love Emily Blunt, you don't want to talk to that person. Get out. I've got problems because she's married to my... My man. You can't have all these legs. Oh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and The Rock and uh, Tommy John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Justine, you should have like looked down the lens and you said that as well. He'd appreciate that. <laughs> cannot have them all. So, um, Emily Blunt, who's obviously... Because this is still on the Disney theme. This yeah, is it's, a, it's a Disney theme, theme ride like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, which is, if you watch the trailer, you get a very strong vibe for that, which is... A good like the amount of money that made for Disney, and, the fir- and people forget because the sequels were the diminishing quality how good the first part of the Caribbean was. Yeah. But watching this trailer, I got a vibe of old school Indiana Jones before they went to all yep. aliens, and booby mummy. traps, legitimate, and, <gasps> and a, the a strong, really, yeah. kick-ass yeah. woman like Emily Blunt, an adventurer who gives as good as she gets to the rock. Like the variable back and forth in the trailer is really good, and I'm a sucker for those like Indiana Jones, the Saturday matinee, um, Jewel, the Jewel denial, all that stuff. Love them, and like. Like the, Rock can, like, the Rock's the most charismatic man in the world. He'd yeah. sell me anything. He could be making the big Reviewski movie. I'd, I'd watch, you know. He'd play me. <gasps> okay. He'd play me. Yeah, fair okay. enough. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, but the set piece in this looked really good. Uh, it looked, like, perfect for a summer film. Yeah. Which is why it's out on July 24th. But even the supporting cast, Jesse Plemons. He always good. Yeah, has to good. be. Guy, yeah, has yeah. To be. Paul Giamatti. He, he has, has to be, be the bad guy. Yeah, 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 good, yeah. Father and son, bad guy. Yeah. Um, but no, as much as the effects look great in the trailer, I like the fact that the script seems like they, they kind of like hate each other kind of back and forth, like the Marion Ravenwood indie vibe kind of going on there. And like, it's The Rock. Like, I don't need anything else, but it looks really it's good. Emily. And Emily, yeah. yeah. It's going to make bank. So, bank, I said. <laughs> I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is a wee sneak peek at Jungle Cruise. We're headed up river to Lagrimas de Cristal. We must secure our travel. Come on. Hello? Ah. Not a good time. My brother and I are looking for passage up river. Please go away. I have a lot of money. If you believe in legends, you should believe in curses, too. You're going to beg me to turn back. Well, I look forward to disappointing you. 10,000 to bring you there alive. Dead is 15,000. Why should I pay more dead? Dead, I'd have to carry you. Dead's a lot harder, lady. So Emily Blunt is obviously Disney's uh, go-to lady at the moment because uh, she was brilliant in Mary Poppins Returns mm-hmm. as well. And this is, looks like another kind of adventure where she's, in this one, seems like a bit of a goofy version of herself as well. She throws herself into the physical comedy anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And if anyone can do it brilliantly, like it is Emily Blunt as well. And just shows her range, like what a phenomenal actor she is as well. Obviously from A Quiet Place uh, last year as well and then into something like this. Yeah, and tomorrow she's great in action. She's done it before. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But like we know that she's unbelievably funny as well. Even like her wee cameo in the Muppets movie as well is very cool. The one that, thing that's interesting about The Rock and something like this it's like because it is a period piece as well from whatever particular See? region of time it is like it's yeah, yeah but early like, 20th century yeah so <laughs> like The Rock no one ever questions that he is this giant man this human <laughs> like power lifter that like no one else is like what's a gym because normally like the gym boys and those ones are like you know the big moustache and like they're in the wee bathing suits and like they're on like the penny fardens no no not The Rock look at the size of him you don't know that well, Could be. Yeah. Yeah. But he's rocking that steamer hat. Yeah, well. yeah it is a good hat look as it's well. Like a, like a Ben and Jerry's employee with the stripey, stripey suit. But I'm not going to say it because it's the rock. He can wear whatever he wants. He certainly can. As you said, Paul, a um, number of people have been pointing out uh, the rock loves the jungle. Big fan. Yeah. Cannot get enough of it. I suppose it's good for like film and you have great weather, everyone's in good. Like that's probably Deadly why. snakes. Yeah. I yeah. think, I know why. I think it's because he's sweating all the time. Like, just standing anyway, still, life. he's just, yeah, like, so always sweating. So uh, if you put him in the jungle, then he has an excuse to be... Sweaty. A big sweaty mess. Yeah, yeah. So, and everyone else is sweating as well. Yeah. It's like the Reviewski. Just yes. flat out sweating, non-stop. Yeah. yeah. Working out. Yeah. So, because he's got Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, the Jumanji. Yeah. Two Jumanjis. Jumanji the next level Danny as well. Danny DeVito is the rock, and the rock is Danny DeVito. Oh, it's going to be the cinematic highlight of the year. Jungle Cruise as well. What else? There were some other ones as well. Uh, he was J- in Journey uh, 2. Yes. Rampage had bits in the jungle, the wildlife. It did. Yeah. Was in there. Yeah. yeah. So he's clearly a big fan. Um, so that's Jungle Cruise. It's coming out when? Next July. That is out July 24th. It is the perfect, perfect summer film, it yeah. looks like. I'm on board. Okay. 
Yeah. Booby traps. I mean, it's a, it's a boat one. So yeah. yeah. Okay, sweet. Happy days. Making waves of them. Okay. That's a jungle right next year. Yeah, that lasted right. longer. That lasted longer. Last than last sometimes it's about knowing when, 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 Shut when to not go yeah. back yeah. for the yeah. joke. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's a learning curve. Oh. Yeah. Episode 41. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say now's the time, or now's the moment everybody's been waiting for, but that would be the end of the show. Now's the time where we get on to the big interview. And this week we have Arnold Schwarzenegger, star of Terminator Dark Fate, and Linda Hamilton, who's back as Sarah Connor, because she has been back since... T2. 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 Yeah, they technically killed her off in T3, didn't they? She died off screen, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll figure back. out how to do it. Mm. So there you go. Um, Roy, you had a chance to catch up with the stars of the film. Those two and Mackenzie Davis and Gabriel Luna. Yeah, um, yeah, like uh, Terminator, Terminator Two are some of my favorite films of all time, and Linda Hamilton is up there with Sigourney Weaver for why I have uh, such a such a love for strong women like Emily Blunt. Yeah. I think she's like carrying that torch definitely uh, today. Um, so yeah, like I will go into the into the plot of the movie and stuff in a bit, but like. There's definitely some aspects of Dark Fate where you can tell the writers are trying to put in some political subtext because uh, there's there's a there, a lot of the movie at the start anyway uh, takes place in Mexico um, and the the Natalia your surname Reyes Reyes thank you she's kind of the the new Sarah Connor uh, and Mackenzie Davis has been sent back to protect her from Gabriel Luna who was the new evil Terminator. Uh, so it all takes place in Mexico, but they have to get to uh, in, to get to Texas for a specific plot point, which means them crossing Trump's border wall. Right, it's set okay. in the year twenty twenty two, I think. Uh, so does that? Then there's a there's a big Is it thing called Trump's border wall. No, but it's okay, but it's there. It's very clear okay, what, yeah, what it's yeah. meant to be. Uh, and then there's uh, there's a lot of talk about why certain characters have so much access to guns, and you're like, well, it's it's America, and you're like. Whoa. Uh, and there's there's other stuff in there too, and I was like, there's a lot of political subtext added to the film. So I wanted, I was like, I talked to Arnie and Linda. I was like, was that something that you all discussed as the film was being made? Like, it's not just stuff blowing up. There's there's some weight behind it. Uh, and this is what Arnie and Linda had to say about that. There was a few very uh, interesting kind of nuggets throughout the film. Like, obviously, it's a fantastic action movie, but there was stuff that I was picking up on that I was like. That's that's interesting. Where they obviously the border wall for one, um, the the line about the room full of guns, and it's just like, well, it's well, it's Texas, and of course there's guns. Mm-hmm. And then you have a fantastic line where you're talking about how they're afraid of her womb and how it's how yeah. it's a, a thing of power. There's some very interesting kind of subtext stuff going all the way through. Was that the discussion you had with the director and writer where you wanted kind of more more topical stuff in with the action? Well. We didn't really invent that, you mm-hmm. know. That was the writers and and Tim and Jim, but um, in terms of just making it a story that applies today, um, all of those elements were, you know, very appreciated. Just yeah. we don't want something that just rings hollow and that's repetitive. We want something that speaks to today's audience. Yeah, I think that that's Jim Cameron. You know, I think that he's. A very very deep guy, you know. He he really when he writes, he writes with depth, and um, just the very fact when you think about it that he was really the first one to hail women in movies. I mean, just, the character that Linda played in 1984, there was no woman like this before mm-hmm. that played a, such a, a heroic figure. There's a normal woman that then becomes the woman that crushes the Terminator that all of a sudden takes on this responsibility. I mean, this is really brilliant writing. And then to, to continue on into Terminator 2 and uh, all the other movies, and not just her, but Sigourney Viva and other women that he has kind of elevated. So that's, it's, it's, I think it's brilliant thinking, it's brilliant writing, and it's kind of like uh, really um, kind of the way the world ought to be, right? Because that's the reality of it. There's heroic women in real life, and a heroic man in real life, but we just don't see them movies that many times. The heroic women and the, the really complex issues about women and stuff like that. It's so cool seeing them side by side together again. Yeah, like he's seventy three now, oh and she's sixty two. I think that's right. Uh, and they haven't been on screen together since nineteen ninety one. 
Yeah. Like they're iconic. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a, like I, I'm not kidding. When I came in and sat down and they were like, hello, and we were chatting before the camera started rolling, I was like, I might cry. <laughs> I actually cry. This is, this is like, like eight year old me is like, this is too much. We have to get out of here. Um, so yeah, so Arnie brought it up, strong women. And I said it to, I say it to, to Linda. I'm like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis came back last year uh, as an older uh, heroine and still maintained her own and was totally believable. It's not like, well, she's 60 and she can't handle herself. Like, you do believe it. And it's the same with uh, Linda Hamilton to this. You do believe that she is capable of potentially saving the world again. And I say, like, back then, you were one of the figureheads for uh, iconic, strong women. Because whenever there's a strong female character, they're always, always compared, compared to yeah. Sarah Connor and Ripley. I'm like, this could be the next thing that you are at the forefront of, where it's stronger, older female characters, and we might get a lot more of them, like Jamie Lee Curtis and like her. And I asked her, uh, was she ready to be at the forefront of another kind of movement for action cinema? On the, the topic of heroic women, you were, and still are, one of the most iconic, strong female characters, obviously Sarah Connor, Ripley, like they, 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 they're the female characters that are put up on a pedestal and that every female character strives to be that. And now it's it's great that it's come back again because you can almost see because last year we had Jamie Lee Curtis come back right. for for Halloween right. and it's it's uh, it's the next generation you coming back again to save the world again um, and it could be that you could be at the forefront of another kind of uh, type of movie where it is these older women who are saving cinema. Fair so, enough. <laughs> and will, you, you, will you be okay with being the face of that again? Absolutely. Absolutely, I want to make old the new black. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it, but it, 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 the, the the trick of it is, as she can tell you, it's not easy. No, because no, because I mean she uh, outperformed herself. I mean because she had to kind of step in and be a, 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 an ass kicking woman, and therefore you have to do the physicality. You have to do. You have to be as good physically. And you have to be as quick with the guns, and you have to carry the guns are getting bigger and heavier all the time. So you have to deal with that issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she did an extraordinary job, and only because she prepared for months and months for that role and for the physical aspect of it, she was able to pull it off and totally believable. So you can check out the rest of Roy's conversation with Arnie and Linda. Uh, they're up there on Joe and on YouTube as well, so uh, do go and watch them. Uh, but they weren't the only stars of the show because there's always some new, like a new generation of, uh, well, Terminators, basically, coming through. Yeah, like, Gab- Gabrielle is the new evil Terminator, and uh, Mackenzie Davis is, she plays a, a human character who's been sent back to protect, uh, but she's got, like, augmentation, so she's got super strength and super power, uh, speed, and she has that weird Terminator vision. Yeah. Um, so we had a nice long chat, too, but... The- <laughs> The one bit in particular that I did uh, congratulate Mackenzie for is she swears really well in this Ooh, movie. Okay, like when she when she drops an f bomb, like you feel it. Yeah, it's not <laughs> just like when someone swears casually and you, you don't pay attention. Like when she when she says it, I was like, that's a that's a that that could be a big question that will <laughs> definitely need to get censored at some point. It's like, what's your favorite swear? In a in a in a, yeah. in a, yeah, in a we'll, movie, we'll get the bleep machine out for that one. <laughs> but I asked her, uh, like, just to give myself and Gabriel, uh, Gabriel. Um, oh, sorry, I keep calling him Gabriel, or like Gabriel. No, I, I thought that too, but it's yeah. it's Gabriel. Oh, that's another thing. Before the, the cameras rolled, Ar- Ireland and England are the only people who call him Arnie. What? What? Yeah. Uh, Why would yeah. they call in America? It's it's just Arnold. Why would they call Gabriel Luna? Arnie? Uh, and in, in Japan, they call him Schwartzy. <laughs> what? Schwartzy? That's actually much nicer. That's, That's friendly. Schwartzy. Schwartzy. Hey, Schwartzy. You wouldn't think he'd break your neck like that, Schwartzy. Little <laughs> Schwartzy there. As we went in, yeah. I was like, is, is it like, do I do Arnold, Arnie? And she was like, oh, shame. He uh, was, was like, well, you're the only people who call me Arnie. That's, That's insane. Bonkers. So, factoid. Um, where was I? Gabriel. Gabriel. Slash Gabriel. Ga- yeah, Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel. Because yeah. he was actually, I think he was born in Texas. Right, so okay. So it's the, the American pronunciation. Marker. Uh, yeah, so I asked uh, Mackenzie to give the two of us a, a little swearing masterclass, how to, how to drop the perfect F-bomb. Mm. This is probably going to be bleeps. <laughs> okay, so we do need our bleep machine, right? Now? I cover my ears. Yeah? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs>
One thing I have to commend you on, you drop some fantastic F-bombs. Do I? This. Yeah, like there's there's one in the yeah. in the in the car chase when the engine starts to go and oh, you just yes. you just drop you're just like fuck. <laughs> and I was like, that's that's a great My that's favorite a one is when one. they're at the back of the station wagon. Oh yeah? I won't say it because people don't see them. Oh no, uh, you, oh, you can say the swear word, I think. Oh uh, well anyway, she just says, I will fuck you up. <laughs> and I just like I got my well, hair just uh, just on in, you know, just my neck. I'm just scared of Linda. I can't fuck her up. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have uh can you give us like a tip on how to like swear? Like look, how do you how do you how do you get there to like swear well? Well they taught us in theater school to really hold the F and then release it like a shotgun afterwards. <laughs> so fuck. Yeah. I, this uh, one, I went to the Tim Miller <laughs> school. Such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's how you that's how you swear. That's she taught us how to swear. It's good. I have noticed actually since you went and chatted him, your swearing has really mm, moved up. up a notch. Yeah, it fucking has. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Eh? <laughs> when I was younger and my mom caught me swearing, she actually grabbed me by the cheeks, my tongue came out, and washed it with a bar of soap. She actually washed your tongue with oh, a bar yeah. of soap. I yeah, got that same ones, yeah. But your mother followed through. <laughs> that's a different. It thing. didn't do it. <laughs> She's it. I can't do it now. Don't want that soap in my mouth. I was about to curse there. So do you not curse anymore because your mommy did? Like that would that would definitely put me off cursing for life. Fiddle dee dee, of course I do. <laughs> Fiddle dee dee, fudge it. Um, that's bad. Like that's the worst I'll go. You obviously talk to them about other stuff as well, apart from the cursing. Yeah, yeah, the movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. You can watch the rest of it. It's up on it's up on YouTube now. The two of them are really really nice. Uh, and have some fun answers. And she spent a long time in Ireland, and we talk a bit about that too, because oh, her okay. next film after this it was filmed here, and she's like, I want to move there. So, perfect. Oh, yeah. But we will talk about Terminator Dark Fate for, just for now. Just sure, to, why not? Yeah. Let's, Let's do that first. So, this one's pretending that uh, Rise of the Machines, Salvation, and ah, Genesis never happened. Didn't happen at yeah. all. Mm. No Amelia Clark. No Amelia. Right, no. Okay. Uh, Nick Nick Stahl? No. Was he John Connor? The, um, Christian Bale? Sam Worthington. Can you think no, there? Nick, the third one, do you remember? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so James Cameron's back as a... He, he came up with the story. This is the first time he's been involved in Terminator since T2. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. That's good. That's, mm. that's, that's good, good news. Uh, Tim Miller's the director. He did Deadpool. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Linda back. They have Arnie back. They have... They're all back. John Connor back. Mm-hmm. Eddie Furlong. Eddie Furlong. Mm. Uh, and they have the new cast. And I was like, okay, all the all the pieces seem to be in place. They're back. Uh, this is hard to do. Just, yes. keep this just is keep like, going. This is just like keep going. Just keep going. You know, you wish you're like, you wish yeah. you're like the T1000, you could just like the knife through yeah. them there. Just straight through me. Yeah, it's right there. So we find out that, yes, uh, Sarah and John had successfully stopped. Skynet from causing Judgment Day, but humanity being what it is, uh, they are they will eventually just find another way to do it. So there's a new version of Skynet made by other people called Legion that will eventually, at a later date, just cause Judgment Day to happen okay. again. Anyway, uh, so we we start with Mackenzie Davis sent back in time to protect what was her name Natalia Reyes Reyes. In Mexico, and uh, the other guy, the new evil Terminator, he sent back to kill her. And there's a fantastic action set piece at the start where it's Mackenzie and, and uh, I keep forgetting his name. Diego Gabriel. Luna. Gabriel. Luna. I keep wanting to call him Diego. That's what I was thinking. Oh, there. Diego Sorry, that's what yeah. I just yeah. said. Yeah. Um, they have a, a great one-on-one fight scene. And then there's a, like the, every Terminator movie, I think, has a pretty iconic car chase sequence yeah. near the mm. start. And this one is a great one. Where they're in uh, in a small truck, but they're being chased by a huge like ground moving machine, and it, it's it's fantastic. And I was like, yes, 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 I'm all on board. And Sarah Connor arrives, and she helps them uh, escape. And I was like, okay, yeah, great. And then it screeches to a halt for nearly a solid hour. Oh, no. Where they're just like, here's the plot. Here's what's happened. Here's ah, why. Lads, what are you doing? Here's why it's a little bit. I'm a sad lady, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And you're just like. Oh, yeah. Lord. And it's, it, is, it is fun to spend time with Sarah Connor. I almost wish the whole film had just focused on her uh, and not bothered with Mackenzie and Natalia uh, and had just been how she's had to survive in the years 
since she stopped it, but knowing it's going to come again anyway. Um, it's well over an hour before Arnie rocks up, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but the the way he is introduced to the film and the, the way they explain why he's in the film is terrible. Ah, Real okay, bad. Okay. Really, really bad. And I was like, oh... That James that's, Cameron doesn't know what he's doing. That's a, that's a big swing okay. and a mm. big miss that you've made there. Uh, and just when I was like, oh, I give up, I give up, there's a solid half hour of pretty good action at the end again. Okay. Where they've made the... I think it's set on like the one of the biggest action rigs ever made. You can see it in the trailer where they're where they're in a in a massive army plane. Mm. Oh yes, yeah. And that's uh-huh. just the start okay. of the f- kind of final half hour. sequence, right. Um and it's it is well put together, but for a Terminator film I shouldn't be having to wait over an hour to get to another you know, massive mm. seppies. Yeah. Um so yeah, so it starts Starts great and ends pretty good, and then in the middle you're just like, oof. Yeah, I suppose with the first two, like the best two Terminator films uh, to date, um, there's a certain relentlessness to them, and even though Arnie or Schwartzy mm-hmm. is moving like relatively slowly, it's just it's like it's there's it's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do, so it just keeps that it's kind of movement. Film. It's a yeah. horror film. It's a horror film. Yeah. Terminator is a horror film. Yeah, and then in the second one, especially you have someone like Edward Furlong playing John Connor, who's adds to it because it's about the relationship between the two of them as well. But it feels like well, like with so many different new characters, like there's too much going on there in the story, or it's like you're just not as interested in it as it's yeah, like it it is like they had a good idea for how to continue. Sarah Connor's story, but they couldn't quite. It's like they didn't have the confidence to just focus Commit on that. To, that yeah. uh, to go back to the to the Halloween twenty eighteen remake, yeah, where mm. they did focus and on there was new characters, but they were kind of peripheral. Yeah, and she was still the center of the story. Um, whereas this, it feels like Sarah Connor is is not like it's Mackenzie and it's Natalia, uh, and to a lesser extent, not Diego. Gabriel. Gabriel. <laughs> Jesus. I just will not stay in there. Um, and yeah, then it's Sarah's there and then Arnie's also there and you're yeah. just like, oof, Arnie, oof. Okay, well, Terminator Dark Fate, not Dark Faith, as I was accidentally calling it before. That's a religious film. That's a religious mm-hmm. film. Um, yeah, but, uh, so that's released this week. Like, obviously, every single Terminator fan is going to, like, just mm-hmm. go and see this movie anyway, but that's interesting that they're just choosing to ignore those last three or so. Mm. Three, yeah, three, had, three had like John, John Tomasto, I think, did that. Had a great chase with the fire. The fire, fire truck, truck was, was amazing. Fantastic. And, and I it, loved the massive the, bummer ending. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah. oh shit. And I, I, I went in again. thinking I was going to hate Salvation because it was a Mac G directing it. Oh, that's right. And it had yeah. moments were really good. Like Anton Yelchin as Kyle Reese was amazing in that. He was perfect casting. And it was a really good chase uh, with the kind of the robots going through the derelict building, I remember. Yeah. It was very good. Uh, the last one with Amelia Clark was pants. It was real But that's the thing, awful. like, one, so one thing that seems to keep letting them down is that storytelling element because the Terminator, like, the Terminators um, allow you those, like, amazing visuals mm. and those amazing set pieces as well. So it's just like, just get I that story they right. They need to go yeah. back. They need to scale it back. Yeah. The first one yeah. was literally just Halloween, but it yeah. was <laughs> Michael Myers travelled through time to kill yeah. Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis in this one. Like that's the only difference. So they just need to go way back because they keep going more, bigger. Just a son a little boy who needed a father figure. That's all the second one was. With a big with a nuclear explosion, explosion. <laughs> with a huge and, and shotguns, liquid, liquid nitrogen, and Robert Patrick and Vasquez from aliens, and she should be in everything. And thumbs yeah. up, Vasquez from aliens. Yeah, she's the right. mother. Um, okay, well, so Terminator Dark Fate out in Irish cinemas this week as well. You've also got some other releases out there. The Adams Family Countdown as well, which, as we've discussed before, is not a big screen adaptation of Richard Whiteley's Time Someday. and Carl Wooderman's. That will Someday. come. <laughs> two great teams, like <laughs> Countdown and the Adams Family. <laughs> yeah, the Adams Family and Countdown. They're two great songs. Two phenomenal yeah. tunes, uh, TV theme tunes as well. So countdown gives, the countdown one gives me anxiety, though. I feel yeah. like well, it's like literally time is run out. Like, yeah, you're, you're and Rory, we've got a countdown puzzle on the screen <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, well, actually, no, we don't have a countdown puzzle on the screen, but we do have a puzzle of sorts. It is time for the high clue. Oh. On here, thanks, Pat. Thanks for that there. Oh God, don't leave me hanging. 
Not live, not live on air. <laughs> that was a real wet one. Oh, Liberty wants to make get a bad. a theme tune for the high clue. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say the bigger music. John Williams wrote the score. And he's not cheap. Big shout out to Michael Doherty, who did write the theme tune to the bigger whiskey, and uh, he'll he'll have words with it. <laughs> no, I know, oh, yeah, I know, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, Mickey, if you're like watching, we we'll get we we'll get a high clue theme tune. Yeah, can yeah. we get like a Trent Reznor who won that? One? Like, oh, a kind okay, of, nice. I think yeah, like a detective. I genuinely like thought you were gonna go for something. <laughs> like Why is your detective doing? Oh, we've got to be here. I'm a detective. <laughs> you're off the case. Like you keep jazz. giving your location away. <laughs> I'm amazed. You're you undercover. I'm the detective. I'm amazed he wanted Trez Reznor. I thought you wanted something really sexy, like Paul Verhoeven. I think Trez Reznor is. Oh, yeah. His music is sexy. Yeah, totally. No, pretty much is. I was thinking more like Hustler soundtrack kind of vibe, Rory, but yeah. Yeah. I like mean, that. whatever's going. We'll see what, we'll, we'll see what comes in. <laughs> yeah. Get your friend um, onto it. So, as we said, we've got the final pairs of tickets in our uh, Stephen King's Doctor Sleep giveaway. Uh, so, congratulations and thank you to everybody who's entered. So, congratulations on entering the competition. <laughs> and let's see if you get congratulations for winning the competition. So, can we see last week's high clue, please? It was Bullish Kent's King's Bond, made to take hands in marriage, fights Christian brother. Uh, again, for everybody who's listening today, uh, hello. It's Bullish Kent's. Uh, Kent's is capital K and then T apostrophe S. King's Bond. King's is capital K and apostrophe S at the end as well. The middle line, made to take hands in marriage. Hands is capital H, H-A-N-S. So many capitals. <laughs> and then the final line, fights Christian brother. Christian with a capital C there as well. That is a lot of capitals. There's so many capitals. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but for everybody who's listening, just check it out on YouTube as well. And you see it, it's written, like the words are, they're up on the screen like right now. But we like hearing you say Yeah, oh, Thanks, Paul, with a capital P. <laughs> um, so last week, uh, Paul and Rory, you both guessed it. Mm. Justine, you've had a, a full seven days to, yeah. to go at it. Go yeah. at it awful hard. Yeah. Um, any, any joy? Yeah, Lord. but I'm not going to say it out loud. Cause uh, no, you're dead right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to say my answer yeah. out loud. Cause, but if it is, you'll know by my reaction. Okay, no, no bother, no bother. <laughs> what is it? I think it's Brian Adams' favourite film. I think so. Yeah. He certainly made a, an absolute packet of it. Sure. No dogs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mm. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. Uh, there it is. <laughs> no, that was not. <laughs> and I'm glad I did not say mine out loud. What were you going to go for? Now I hope am I saying Please, it? please. Never. Okay. Sean okay. the Dead. <laughs> we're not going back to last week. Um, so, yeah, so the explanation for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was let's go the, the third line, first of all, it fights Christian Brother. Uh, basically, his brother is played by Christian Slater in the movie, uh, and he fights with him as well. He fights uh, alongside him, but they mm. also fight with each other. Um, so, Christian Slater there. The middle line, made to take hands in marriage. Hands is a reference to Alan Rickman. One of his most famous, his first film role was mm. Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Uh, but he plays the amazing Sheriff of Nottingham, like completely like anachronistically. Mm. He's completely like playing in a different I kind of movie, but Christmas. it works. <laughs> yeah, but it works perfectly. Yeah. Um, like, cut his heart out with a spoon. Is just like, yeah, with a spoon. That so yeah, good. that's right. Uh, but made to take hands in marriage. Uh, made Marion uh, is forced to marry him. Uh, Towards the end of the film as well, take his hand in marriage. Uh, and you got the double meaning on maid there as well. Um, and in the first line, Bullish Kent's King's Bond. Uh, so Bullish Kent is a reference to... Bull Durham. Uh, Bull Durham. So it's Kevin Costner because he was in Bull Durham. Plus he's pretty bullish in this. So that kind of has that arrogant uh, swagger as Robin Hood. Uh, Kent because he uh, played Clark Kent's dad in the Superman movies, the most recent ones. And then King's Bond... Uh, the King's Bond that he has whenever he is going to marry Maid Marion, uh, he is going to be uh, have a bond with King uh, Richard. Richard, Richard yeah, of Lion, uh, Lionheart, um, who's played by none other than Sean Connery, who played James Bond. So that's the bond Jesus. as well. I went very yeah. in on the Alan Rickman. Oh, really? I'm not going to, yeah. No, what did you go for? I, no way. No, please. No, no. please. <laughs> it's what embarrassing. Not a whole No, no, no. I'll tell you off air. tell you off air. No, I wish that would be better <laughs> than I went for. trying to think what other Alan Rickman would be. Eye in the sky. So that was last week's high clue. I want to say congratulations to... We don't actually know what your real name is, but you got the correct answer. Your username was not Boeing, not going, as in Boeing... The type of plane, and then your real name did 
like pop up as Pilot 737 Fly. So someone is very obsessed with uh, planes and... Uh, Trains and automobiles. Well, mainly mainly the flying ones. So uh, we'll get those tickets. We'll get in touch with you and get those tickets out to you. So congratulations, Pilot 737 Fly, which is a beautiful name. <laughs> Hope he flies on in to the screening and makes it in time. What? <laughs> that can be marked down. If I got marked down, that has That's to be one. That's definitely a marked down. I'm not... I'm not, okay. <laughs> not even going to make the effort to uh, lift the pen over. Like. <laughs> That's discrimination. <laughs> no. No, it's been, no. It's, it's been right. a long day for everybody. Uh, okay, okay. Listen, Is it because you expect that from me? Here's the brand new, brand new high clue. Okay. Uh, we will have Omniplex tickets to give away as well. Steve. So, no, <laughs> no. okay, we're almost done. We're almost there, everybody. Um, so, uh, the brand new high clue for this week. So, let's get it up on screen, please. Redeem yourself now with the I, syllable. Yeah, count. I can do this. Here we go. So, we've got blondes brunette for June. Got it. Got it. <sighs> Hurt by pa- Patrick's judgment. Christ sings like a bird. Blonde's brunette for June. Hurt by Pa Patrick's judgment. Christ sings like a bird. Uh, again, everybody who's listening, blonde's uh, is blonde apostrophe S. Blonde's brunette for June. June with a capital J. Uh, hurt by Pa Patrick's judgment. Patrick's is Patrick apostrophe S. And the final line, Christ sings like a bird. So you reckon you've got it straight away? Yes. Yeah. Paul? I've got a guess, but okay. I'm not entirely confident in my guess. I okay, think. do you want to jot it down? Anything popping in, any other Alan Rickman films <laughs> popping in the mind? <laughs> no, but uh, syllables all checked <laughs> Syllables all good. <laughs> Sorted, okay. Uh, Rory has got the correct answer. I think I could be wrong. You and Paul, uh, no, no, not the correct answer. Okay. I'm trying That's to figure out. Ah, uh, right, okay. Do you want me to show you? No, I, I'll tune no, in next week. Yeah, yeah do tune in next week. Everybody, actually, tune in next week. Don't forget to subscribe, I might, I might leave a review here. as well, you know, and a rating. Like, you, know, you can tune oh, in. I'll we'll be here. Here, yeah. Yeah. Tune like, in live from like, the set. Like yeah. I could ask. Uh, coming up, actually, on next week's show, you will be here because look at what we've got coming up <gasps> on the show. It is, of course, the brand new Bruce Springsteen uh, oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, like, kind of like semi-documentary, kind of following him around, interviewing Feature, him as well. concert film For Bruce Springsteen, um, mm. uh, called Western Stars. The trailer's pretty emotive. I'd say if you're a diehard Springsteen fan, as you are, Paul, you'd just be like, oh my God, this is the greatest Crime. thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Justine and Rory. Rory we're big fans. Hate Bruce Springsteen? Would that be I the hear. No. Uh, I hear. No. That's, that, that's beyond the pale. This is a light show, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, no. no they, they, like, but it, you wouldn't be the biggest fans in the world. Say, but his tunes I appreciate about belong to. Dancing in the dark. Same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. We're back on. We're back on good terms. Yeah. He's now Missy Elliott, but he'll, <laughs> he'll do. Like, I've got a feeling there's going to uh, like descend into like a bit of a battle here now, just after the show's ended. That's all love, man. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, uh, that's everything then. Happy enough. Sorted. Mm-hmm. Job done. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just see week. you next we're week. Killing each other. Rory. See you next week. Paul, yeah. see you next week. I'll, I'll make sure to wear a different shirt next week. I'll make that one. Can I wear that shirt next week, actually? No. Okay. Uh, big thanks to Alan <laughs> on sound and Fiona behind the scenes there as well. So, And uh, thank you to everybody for watching and listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you later. You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. 